Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 147 is entitled, Be in the World but Not of the World. Paradox is typical in Christian doctrine because we are pulled between two worlds, the temporal world and the spiritual world, the world of the physical body and the world of the spiritual body the world of God and the world of Satan, the law of justice and the law of mercy, the world of temporal laws and the world of spiritual laws, the world of Babylon and the world of the New Jerusalem. In the intercessory prayer, the Savior makes the following paradoxical statement. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me that they may be one as we are one. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. John 17, 11, 14 through 15. Perhaps there is no greater description of the world as the image of Babylon given by John in the book of Revelation. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Revelation seventeen three through 5 The saints were told to come out of Babylon. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Revelation 18.4 Her economy shall fall. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more, the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple, and silk, and scarlet, and all tinewood, and all manner vessels of ivory, and all manner vessels of most precious wood, and of brass, and iron, and marble, and cinnamon, and odors, and ointments, and frankincense, and wine, and oil, and fine flour, and wheat, and beasts, and sheep, and horses, and chariots, and slaves, and souls of men. Revelation eighteen eleven through 13 Babylon will have a violent end. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall the great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by their sorceries were all nations deceived. Revelation eighteen twenty one twenty three. The question all Christians face is, how can I be in Babylon, but not of Babylon? 
Christ recognized that we must live in the world. In the intercessory prayer quoted above, he said, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. The only way we can be taken out of the world is in a casket. It was Christ who created the world. It was Christ who created us from the dust of the world. And it was Christ who sent us into the world that we may have a physical body. Obviously, it is good for us to be here. In Job, we learned that when the world was created, The morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Job 38, 7 To have agency, we must be enticed by both God and Satan. We must know good from evil and have the ability to choose for ourselves. Because of the fall of Adam, we are all born into a fallen world. Paul said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 Christ overcame physical death by bringing about the resurrection. Christ overcame spiritual death by suffering for our sins in Gethsemane. To preserve our agency, he made it possible for us to repent, become cleansed through his blood, and return to the presence of our Father in heaven. Babylon is not necessarily the riches of the world. It is no sin to be rich if achieved honestly. Babylon is created the moment man-made laws begin to go contrary to the three primary laws of God. The law of justice, the law of mercy, and the law of nature. In fact, they are in concomitant variation. The further man-made laws are removed from the laws of God, the more powerful the scarlet-colored beast becomes, the more evil that is in the world, and the more power Satan has over the hearts of man. It is the law of justice, which is absolute, that establishes penalties for broken laws, sometimes called the wrath of God. If we do not understand the necessity of the law of justice, we cannot understand God. We cannot understand law, and we cannot understand prophecy. We will see God as arbitrary, revengeful, and unfeeling. Christ was necessary because he freed us from the ironclad law of justice, which, because of the fall, condemned everyone on this earth. Free will is ultimately the ability to choose between God and Satan, good and evil, right and wrong, moral and immoral. The law of mercy is conditional. Without conditions, we could not have agency. Where man-made laws are not in harmony with the law of mercy, tyranny and captivity will result. In the Babylon spoken of by John, all the laws of Christ are disregarded. We may choose to disobey the laws of God, but once chosen, we may not choose the consequences. Only through repentance can we fall under the law of mercy. All success, all freedom, all liberty, all happiness, all joy, all harmony depend upon obedience to law. Those who choose otherwise will bring about their own destruction, and perhaps the destruction of others. Such is the case with the fall of Babylon. Therefore, let's take a closer look at Babylon, for that is exactly where the world, including America, is heading today. We have to live in the world but we don't have to live deliciously with those who partake of the sins of Babylon. Every Christian is familiar with the book of life. Every true Christian wants his or her name written in the book of life. It is clear in John that those who partake of the forbidden delicacies of Babylon are not written in the book of life. The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition, and they that dwell on earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. We are told in John how to keep our names in the book of life. 
He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Revelation 3, 5. Christ is speaking of those who overcome the temptations of Babylon. John compares the war against Satan on earth with the war fought in heaven against Lucifer. Those who fight against Satan on earth will be chosen. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of hosts and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. The fate of Babylon is fixed. It will fall, apparently in a single day, John records. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Christians, however, are called to come out of Babylon before she falls. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sin, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled full to her double. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament her when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. In the intercessory prayer, Christ teaches us how to come out of Babylon. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. John 17, 2-3 In the same prayer, Christ also teaches us whose names are written in the book of life. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. John 17, 6 Those whose names are written in the book of life are those who have kept thy word. In other words, those who have obeyed the commandments of God. Or as John said in Revelation, those who overcometh, meaning those who come out of Babylon. Christ excludes from his intercessory prayer those who willfully remain in Babylon. I pray for them, I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all mine are thine, 
and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. John 17, 9-11 The scope of Christ's atonement as explained in the intercessory prayer should give courage to all of us. He wants no one to suffer. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. John seventeen fifteen through 21 The promises of the Lord to those whose names are written in the book of life are greater than one can even imagine. There is a phrase used by John to describe those who partake of the delicacies of Babylon. He said, they live deliciously. There's no denying that in our fallen world, Babylon is attracted to the eyes and satisfies all the lusts of the flesh. But those are temporary, and there's a chilling phrase when God calls us out of Babylon. He said, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plague. All the plagues of the world that we suffer today are a direct result of the consequences of sin, either ours or the sins of others. The righteous suffer because of the wickedness in this world. The consequences of wickedness are not confined to the wicked. Of course, by coming out of Babylon, we can avoid many of the plagues. But some plagues overleap the borders and reach far afield. The wicked bring misery on others, which will be part of their punishment. Malachi gives us some insight into how God distinguishes the righteous from the unrighteous. Your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, What have we spoken so much against thee? Ye have said, It is vain to serve God, and what profit is it that we have kept his ordinances, and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the proud happy, Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord, and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Then shall ye return, and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God, and him that serveth him not. And that reward will be beyond our imagination. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also, 
whom thou hast sent me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundations of the world. John seventeen twenty three through 24 Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at ronaldmesser.com.